Welcome to the Sunday Times Politics Weekly, where we chat about the week's big political stories. I'm Mike Siluma. Our big stories this week are the future of the Democratic Alliance in the wake of its controversial election posters, which have also caused tensions, apparently, within the party. Also on our menu this week will be the pressure which is piling up on Oscar Mabuyani, the Eastern Cape Premier, following the public protector's adverse report against him. This icon is racist. I've never, ever been a spy. Can the PBS bank uh, loot? The problem is that pinky. I'll never subject myself to whiteness. I'm listening. Can you have consistency, Honorable Chair? Corruption was an Olympic sport. They will always win gold. This is not a shit. Can you please come in? Let's welcome our guests today, uh, Tabo Mukoni, who's a Sunday Times parliamentary correspondent, as well as Ayabule Lesegavu, who's a visiting research fellow and PhD candidate in politics at the University of Johannesburg. Let us start with you now, Chabo. Before the, the controversy of the posters uh, bro- uh, broke out, it, it looked like the DA's campaign was going relatively well. Uh, you know, I see that some of the leaders in, 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 in trying to defend the party have said that uh, the posters were not authorized. But could it be that the posters are reflecting a political strain that exists within the DA? Or do you think that uh, Dean McPherson was just a lone ranger? I think, I think they are... Uh, these posters, by um, Mike, they are um, a proxy leadership battle within the Democratic Alliance. Uh, I think what's emerging here, we are seeing a power struggle between what you can call liberal factions, a liberal faction within the DA and a conservative faction within the Democratic Alliance, of which that leader, John Stianese, would be part of the liberal grouping within the Democratic Alliance. Whereas on the other side, you will find conservatives um, like Mike Waters and people like uh, Khaleb Kachalia, um, who's uh, an MP uh, serving on the Portfolio Committee on Public Enterprises. You can see here that uh, um, there's there's a clear battle in terms of um, what political direction the DA should be um, taking. Um, It's a party that doesn't know, know how to define it self, um, especially when it comes to uh, issues of race, issues of um, black economic empowerment, um, affirmative action. Uh, Today, they believe in triple BEE, the next day they don't. Um, Today, they they believe the issue of race matters when it comes to addressing issues of um, historical injustices. Uh, and how to, uh, you know, um, deal with the socio-economic redress. So, 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 um, for me, the the DA finds itself to where it was um, uh, two, three years ago when they kicked out um, Musi Maimani Pramayik. You'll recall that uh, um, shortly after their dismal performance um, in the 2019 election, there was a report that was commissioned uh, that was scathing about how the DA had campaigned. Uh, during the 2019 election, uh, which resulted in them losing uh, five seats in the National Assembly. Um, Stian Azin came in last year, he promised to fix the DA, you know, clarify its um, identity as a political party, provide a clear political strategy and uh, vision for the Democratic Alliance. But uh, it looks like we are, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are back to where the DA was three years mm. ago. 
despite Stiani coming on board. I, I have a little, uh, says that we, we're back to where we were, where Musi Maimani was forced out. Do you agree with, 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 with that reading? Um, good day again, Mike. So I think I agree to a certain extent, because if you look at um, some of the identity issues that the DA has experienced over the past few years, I think it's a, it's a microcosm um, of uh, the evolution of South Africa's political landscape. Uh, because the birth of the EFF um, and then the, the mushrooming of other political parties who are playing along the lines of um, identity politics, because uh, we all appreciate that um, the political system in South Africa, especially um, voting lines, they are usually stratified according to number one, race, number two, uh, classes. So what you find in the DA is that um, I think some of the factions, um, they, they, they must have realized that um, they no longer want to, because if you remember uh, the evolution of the DA under Tony Leon, it was a, minor, a minority grouping. Um, it was a political party um, that was there to represent the interests of minorities. And then with um, the ascension of Helen Zille to the party leadership, it tried, or it tried, or it flirted with the idea of being maybe an opposition um, that is that is probably um, willing to gun for um, official 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 power or national government power. So it was trying to transition or graduate from being an opposition uh, to being actually um, a party that wants to contest national government. Um, and then after a while, I think they realized that perhaps maybe they might have reached a ceiling in terms of um, the percentage of votes they can command nationally. So then they went back to their tradition of um, trying to sort of uh, command uh, uh, governing power in the Western Cape and maybe try and flirt with um, uh, gaining gaining access to power in Gauteng, which was under Umusi. But Musi became a convenient excuse to say that he failed to deliver Gauteng and they dropped by, I think, two percentage points. Therefore, it was grounds for him to go because he had failed maybe with the experimentation of trying to uh, move the DA um, into, into Gauteng and so that they governed the two economic um, centers of South Africa, Western Cape and Gauteng. But now what they are finding is that um, with the ascension of the EFF, because the EFF now is eating into the black middle class vote as well. And then um, the other smaller parties like um, the Good Party, coincidentally, the leader of the Good Party is, is, is one of the uh, non-white um, representatives of the DA who are also, who are also casualties. Um, so now they found that, okay, they are being contested in terms of the race-based politics they tried to play. So now they are reneging or going back to um, trying to position themselves as a party of minorities. Uh, and I would allege that the, the, the minority groups they are looking for, uh, it's, it's, it's the English-speaking uh, white people, um, the, Africans, the African-speaking white people, um, Indians, and maybe a portion of the colored vote who have never, who have never been, um, who have never supported the ANC. So what is happening now is that um, they are finding that they are having challenges across the spectrum because the Patriotic Alliance has also come up. The Good Party has, has also come up. So they are finding contestation in terms of the colored vote now. So what they are doing is they are trying to go back and be maybe um, that, that purely minority grouping of um, Indians, moderate, moderate colored people, and maybe um, the English-speaking white people, which coincidentally they lost to the Freedom Front Plus when they were trying to become a party for all. Um, because races in South Africa react differently. If you are saying that um, you are a white party that sometimes um, accommodated uh, the black middle class, and then now you want to be a mass party for black people as well, those people start jumping ship and go to the Freedom Front Plus, who have never been apologetic in terms of the minority grouping they are representing. So now the DA is, is, is reacting to events, number one, on the political landscape, as well as number two, 
um, internally, where the people are now saying, um, the internal people, the heavyweights are now saying that we didn't want to lose our original voter base, but now we seem to have alienated it um, when we when we elected um, the likes of Musima Imani to sort of attract the black, black vote. So it's reactionary on two fronts, externally to the electorate as well as internally, trying to 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 react or, or to appease um, those conservatives who are who who are who are disaffected by the the decision to sort of um, become a mass party for all. So I think that that is what they've been struggling with. And John Stenhazen, maybe they thought that by electing John Stenhazen, um, they'd be able to shed um, much, much much of the issues that divided them. But um, if you look across the pond with the ANC, the election of Ramaphosa hasn't appeased factions. So the DA is also not immune to that problem in the sense that those problems still remain. Where does the DA want to go? And unfortunately, John Stenhazen, 12 months in, has not been able to define where the DA is going. Yeah. So they go that way, and then they go that way. Hey, Taba, do, do you want to come in here just to, to round us off? The, the, uh, uh, Ayabulela has just outlaid, you know, laid out the challenges uh, within the party, you know, how it has tried to, to reconfigure its support base you know, at different points. But let, let, let's look very briefly beyond the municipal elections. There's still a national election coming through. Um, what, what, what do you think... Is the is the strategy of the DA? Do, do, do they still intend to become a an influential uh, uh, political force, or are they willing? Are, are they planning to just stay a, a party that represents minorities? That's something they say that you know they they still want to um, uh, grow beyond uh, governing the the Western Cape and the city of Cape Town. Um, they want to retain uh, PE or Nebeja. Um, and 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 Swani in Gauteng. but at the rate where things are going, Bramaik, um, they they've really shot themselves in the foot. Um, um, they might uh, even suffer um, some losses, especially in the in the in the in the inland provinces um, where there's a serious battleground for municipalities in Gauteng. So with the way they've managed their campaign um, so far, they've they've really uh, not done themselves any favors. They just can't get their message through each time they are on the campaign trail um, uh, what has happened with the posters just follows them all over going into this election uh, is going to be a litmus test on on john stian hazen's um, leadership should they really not make any any significant inroads or um in in in, 20, in nelson mandela bay i suspect uh, and this is what some some of the people um, that we talk to Within the various structures of the DA, uh, that you know, um, there'll, there'll, there'll be trouble for for Stenhazy. Um, should there be any uh, losses at the, at the at the elections on November one? So yeah, um, people are already saying that there'll be kingly um, awaiting the first meeting that will take place um, post um, elections, so that they they dissect whatever outcome would emerge from that election, and uh, on that basis. Um, you know, um, it will then be decided what to do um, with Stenhazen and what um, and how the party should respond to to whatever outcome. So, so in a way, this 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 election, you 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 can say it's some kind of a referendum on Stenhazen and his leadership um, of the of the DA. 
Okay. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Let's go now to the other big story of the week, which is about the Eastern Cape Premier, Oscar Mabuyane, fighting for his political life. Uh, for that, we're also joined by Tandukolo Chiga, who's the Sunday Times investigative journalist. Tandukolo, you've, you've followed the career of, uh, of uh, Oscar Mabuyane you know, for, for quite a while. This story that is happening now with the public protector making the pronouncement uh, and him this morning uh, overnight uh, deciding uh, to go to court to stop the Hawks from investigating him. Is this a new story, a new development in his political career, or is it a carryover from before? Uh, afternoon, Pramik. Um, it's, it's a carryover from before uh, because uh, the initial story uh, we wrote in uh, 2019 um, straight after um, he was going to be uh, appointed as the as the, as a premier um, of the of the province, um, after having won the chairpersonship uh, of the province uh, in that infamous uh, festival of chairs, uh, provincial conference of the ANC in 2017, uh, just before uh, Nazareth, um, and and uh, you would know um, that. Before that, um, before uh, that elective conference, and before Nazareth, um, the Eastern Cape was already um, uh, divided into into three. Uh, in terms of the ANC camps, um, you know, you had um, 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 people who were following um, 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 uh, Zuelim Kize. Um, you had people that were going with uh, the NDZ uh, crowd, uh, the Kosas and Azuma people, uh, which uh, in that case was Pumulo uh, Maswale, whom he was contesting um, at that conference in East London. Um, so you have to put uh, you know that into context he didn't have full control of uh, of the uh, of the province uh, but the zolim kiza people made a compromise and they they worked together and voted together for the cr17 um, uh, grouping uh, but the story itself uh, emerged in 2019 uh, after a certain fallout with uh, a certain businessman called uh, lonwabo pam um, who was a very close friend of Babalo uh, Matigize, uh, uh, who's the human settlement uh, um, uh, MEC in the Eastern Cape um, uh, from the OR Tambo region, which essentially was the region that was going with uh, Zuelim Kize uh, before the elective uh, conference. Um, and Matigizela um, 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 Bam actually alleged that uh, he had been given uh, contracts in the OR Tambo uh, uh, district um, uh, municipality uh, because of uh, 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 Matigizela's influence. Um, that was to begin a, 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 a problematic uh, or a problem. Uh, for Oscar Mabuyane, which he actually finds himself himself in uh, uh, today. So, Tanzukolo, uh, what what exactly uh, is he being accused of by by the by the public protector and possibly by 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 the Hawks? At the center of it, Bramike, is actually a quite simple and straightforward accusations. Uh, you've got a businessman, uh, Lonobo Pam. Um, who claims to have uh, received monies uh, from OR Tambo uh, District Municipality under the instruction of uh, 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 Matigizela. 
And he got an instruction after getting payments from the OR Tambo uh, municipality. He got uh, 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 an instruction from Matigizela to pay an amount of about 450 uh, to uh, a draftsman who was doing uh, renovations at Oscar Mabuyane's Bankazil house in East London. Um, and this, is, sub- this is for 450. Thousand or four hundred thousand thousand, thousand It's four hundred and fifty um, uh, uh, thousand, um, which was paid towards the renovation of uh, uh, Mabuyane's uh, house. Uh, it was paid into uh, 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 the draftsman's uh, net bank bank account, which he confirms. Um, and the public protector has actually found that um, 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 uh, uh, those claims by uh, Bam were actually accurate. The draftsman, um, I think uh, the company, um, it's uh, Alan Moran, also confirms that they did indeed receive this 450,000 uh, payment uh, for them to carry out uh, the work. Oscar Mawiane denied having any knowledge uh, of the origins uh, of the money. Um, so he is accused of an undue benefit um, from a state contract. He says he borrowed money from Matigizela. He does not know where the money uh, originated from. But he cannot, um, 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 and, and also on top of that, he claims that um, this was a loan, but we have never been shown uh, any loan conditions regarding to that. So the accusation is that of an undue benefit. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, I, I, I think that uh, let, let's bring in uh, Ayabulele. I, I will, the, the, if in the greater scheme of ANC politics, um, how important is uh, Oscar Mabuyan? Uh, it's, it's, it's quite straightforward, Bramaik, in the sense that um, Oscar Mabuyan has been very instrumental. Um, the, the Eastern Cape was the third biggest province in 2017, going into the elective conference of the ANC. Um, and as Tanukolo has intimated, um, that coalition between um, the the group belonging or the group supporting Uzulimkiza, who later who later um, defected into the CR17 grouping, as well as the Mabuyane grouping, which was always pro CR17, they were instrumental in um, helping Ramaphosa send to the, the the ANC presidency. What you have now in the ANC, both nationally as well as provincially, you find that um, those factions seem to have remained. Um, seem to have remained um, in the form of organization that they were in heading into the December 2017 elective conference in Nazri. So Oscar Mabuyane, quite simply, quite, quite simply put, is that he is still important to Ramaphosa's re-election. Because if you remember, Ramaphosa has already been forced to fire from cabinet, one of his key allies in Zulim Kizu, through uh, the SIU report into the Digital Vibe saga. Now he's about to, if things go... Um, the way they seem to be going, he's about to lose another key ally in Oscar Mabuyan. Because if Oscar gets charged, um, then that means that he falls away because he'll have to step aside and chances are he won't be able to contest uh, the, the provincial chairpersonship um, in December of this year. Because I I saw I read somewhere the, the PEC uh, through the provincial secretary by Toby saying that um, they've organized the conference for December of this year. So if, Ma, if Mabuyan cannot stand for re-election there, it leaves the gates wide open, um, possibly for, 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 for an individual who's probably aligned to, to the RET grouping, because that grouping is still somewhat organized in terms of um, uh, contesting uh, the, the, the provincial chairpersonship. 
So Mabuyane essentially is, is, is quite a golden ticket in terms of ANC politics, um, national ANC politics for Ramaphosa. Um, because if you look at the 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 provincial the prov- the, the provincial uh, priorities or the provincial um, weight of the ANC, uh, KZN is the biggest. Chances are Ramaphosa probably will not win that province because already Mkize has been fired from his cabinet, so he might have lost a few a few votes there because Mkize was quite vital for him getting some of some of the low hanging uh, votes um, that are outside of the um, RIT RIT grouping. Then you look at Limpopo, which is the second biggest. And then the Eastern Cape comes third in that list. And then Pumalanga comes fourth. No one is sure. Um, if you look at uh, the PEC of Rifilwe in Pumalanga, no one is sure which way she will be voting uh, because they have not made any pronouncements. And we're not sure whether Titi Mabuza still commands um, the political power that he had uh, going into the 2017 um, National uh, Elective Conference of the ANC. So. Ramaphosa quite let's let's simply put it this in the grand scheme of things, he needs his men uh, in, in the positions they they, they, they they are in. Um he can't afford to lose Oscar Mabuya. Um which brings me to the next point that um Mabuyan's future hangs in whether he is able to to interdict the Hawks um successfully to because he's taken the report, the public protector's report on judicial review. Uh, which means that um, the interdict stand, stands a chance of um, succeeding because um, uh, my understanding, I'm not a legal fundi, but my understanding is that something that is taken on judicial review, um, the, the the findings of or the implementation of uh, the findings of such a report cannot be implemented up until um, the, the court has ruled whether or not those findings are are, are correct or whether they, they, they are outside the perimeters of law. So, for 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 Ramaphosa, um, he's 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 in a predicament. He's in a predicament. He's quite he's in mm. a corner. Um, simply because his his provincial his provincial strongmen, uh, seem to be falling away one by one. Because after Mabuyane, yeah. who knows who might be next? Yeah, no. Maybe you might maybe you might find that another domi- another domino comes into effect where maybe another an- yeah. another provincial tra- uh, provincial chair um comes into some okay. form of trouble. Thank God. I, I want to ask you, you know, Oscar Mabuyane seems to be quite desperate to stop the, the Hawks investigation. Why is that critical for him not to be investigated? Because another, you would have expected another person might have said, listen, uh, I've got nothing to hide. Investigate all you want. In fact, I'll cooperate with you guys. But he seems to be quite desperate to stop that investigation even before it happens. Well, Pramak, uh, as uh, Ayabulela has alluded to, um, it, it, quite frankly, um, if he, uh, the fear is that if the investigation continues, then he will be charged, and once charged, he will be asked to 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 step aside. That is where the problem is, um, and he desperately went to the Bisho High Court uh, to submit uh, to submit to interdict um, the Hawks. Uh, because he's aware of the fact that um, actually the Hawks have been, uh, a case against him was opened uh, way before the public protector's uh, report. So the Hawks' investigation might be at a much more advanced stage and charges might be formulated at any any stage. So um, only taking the the public protector's report on, on review 
that won't save him. There is a case which was already opened and an affidavit deposed by uh, Lonobo Bam already to the to the Hawks. So he realizes the problem that he actually faces that he um, he might not uh, he might uh, stall on the public protector uh, by going on review but he might not ha- stand a chance against the Hawks charging him which means that uh, he would be asked to step aside. Just, just briefly, uh, to surround this off, uh, the, the, the defense that he did not, that, that Oscar Mabuyane did not know uh, where the money came from, do you think that it might save him? Might it have substance? Uh, Mike, I think that is, that is up to um, a judge to decide, but um, just by examining, um, because you'd, you'd, you'd think that um, in a personal matter, if I borrow money from you, um you would probably know the source of where the money is coming from um from where from where i'm interpreting it it seems um a, a way of covering up uh because when you when you look at um those funds that were meant for the mama Matikizela uh, mandela funeral uh you sort of get the sense that um because it's not just oscar Mabuyane who benefited it was who as well as the provincial um, ANC. So you can almost see, you can almost uh, string together an argument that that might have been a deliberate attempt to divert those funds. But that is that is a matter that that needs to be ventilated in court. And um, hopefully his version of, 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 of the truth is the one that stands um, the, the test of legal, um, legal litigation. Uh, but from where I'm interpreting it, I think it's, 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 it's a defection. That's all we have time for on the Sunday Times Politics Weekly this week. I'd like to thank our guests, Tandukolo Chiga, who's the Sunday Times investigative journalist, Tambo Mkoni, who's the Sunday Times parliamentary correspondent, as well as Ayabulela Zagavu, uh, who is a visiting research fellow and PhD candidate in politics at the University of Johannesburg. And by the way, you can find a podcast of this conversation on iona.fm, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you prefer to source your podcasts. Until next time, we still say stay safe, sanitize, wear the mask, and avoid crowded places. I'm Mike Siluma, signing off.